When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Complete and utter embarrassment on the part of the Philadelphia 76ers. Did they even know that Game 5 was happening last night? It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Christopher Arthur Montavious Canty. What's no, going on? None of those are my middle name, by the way. Doesn't matter. I appreciate matter. you throwing it out there like that. <laughs> what is your middle name? My mother's maiden name. Yeah, I got the same thing. That's all I'm going to say. I got the same thing. We are rolling today with so much in front of us to get into, including all of the NBA playoffs tonight. Yeah, we're actually going to do more work than the Philadelphia 76ers did last night. That will not be a hard bar to cross. That's (laughs) absolutely true. And we will also get into what happened to the Dallas Mavericks last night, who also felt that they had the night off. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's roll. Here we go! Only one place to start. The Miami Heat got a very balanced effort and now have a 3-2 series lead. Yeah, three, four, five, six, seven players score off the bench. All five starters in double figures, and that's kind of been the story of this series. What was the story last night is that the Sixers were just god-awful, and they just didn't even show up, and effort was a problem. Chris, how is this possible? How does a team that loses its first two games without Joel Embiid on the floor, has that built-in excuse, comes back, plays brilliantly the next two nights. They look like they are just on the verge of taking complete control of this series. And in Game 5 in Miami, it was an absolute no-show, and you lose by 35 points. Big fella, I don't even know how that's possible, and I hate when people answer a question with a question, but I'll raise you this. How do you have nine guys play double-digit minutes and only have three players in double figures and none of them reach 20 points? Not one. It's amazing. Not one. Not one guy got 20 points. Joel Embiid was the high man with 17 points and he had five boards. That's it. So I, I, I don't understand how you have that kind of effort when you're facing a game five, knowing that teams that win game fives in best of seven series when they're tied 2-2, win the series 82% of the time. You had a chance to put your foot on the Miami Heat's throat and you let off the gas. The Miami Heat were reeling. They had no answer for Joel Embiid. No answers in game three or four. And they didn't have any solid second scorer that had stepped up in support of Jimmy Butler, who, by the way was absolutely by far the best player and the hungriest player on the court last night. There's no question. And I love what Jimmy Butler said in the post-game interview when they asked him about the performance. And he said, you know what? When we don't give a damn about making shots and we play defense like we're capable of, we know we can win games. It's not about what we do on the offensive end. It's about our mentality on the defensive end. And too many times I've watched this series played out and I've thought to myself, The Philadelphia 76ers are the more talented team. They're just being outworked by the Miami Heat. 
And that's what we've seen in the games that Miami has won. And I just don't understand how you can allow that to happen, especially after the news of Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid not winning the MVP and not going to Nikola Jokic. Alarming would be the way to describe it all the way around. Even after the game, here's James Harden describing exactly uh, what the problem was. From the jump, though, um, you know, what they got, 31 points in that in in first quarter. You know, I think we just were engaged defensively, and that slowed down our offense. You know what I mean? We got to be engaged. We got to be locked in. Like, in the second round of the, of the playoffs, on the road or in game five, it's not good enough just to play hard. You know what I mean? You got to play hard, and you got to be able to think possession by possession. Um, and we just didn't, you know, put enough uh, thinking possessions together. We didn't play hard. We have to be engaged defensively. James Harden is saying you have to be engaged defensively. That is the equivalent of me saying we really need to follow our diets. We're doing a terrible job of that. Are you kidding me? James Harden is talking about playing hard in game five of the playoffs. Doc Rivers is having to coach during the game with the mic on. Guys, we need the effort. What am I missing here? I don't, I, I don't know why the Philadelphia 76ers didn't come out with better effort, but it's an indictment on the sports character of that locker room, and it's also a poor reflection of your head coach. I, I, I don't know how it's possible, Carlin. The fact that we had the news about Nikola Jokic winning the MVP earlier this week and knowing that it meant so much to Joel Embiid, how as a teammate you don't take that personal and go out and perform and give better effort in game five. I, I just don't get that. Like, when I was playing for the Dallas Cowboys, one of my teammates, one of my guys on the defensive line was DeMarcus Ware, future Hall of Famer. Shout out to D. Weezy. DeMarcus Ware led the NFL in sacks in 2008. And you know what, Carlin? That was a point of pride for me because it's a team effort when you have those individual accolades, those individual accomplishments. It takes a lot of guys doing their jobs at a high level in order for that individual greatness to come out of that one player. And Joel Embiid leading the league and scoring and doing all the things that he does on the defensive end, that should be a point of pride for his teammates. And they should take it personal, the fact that he didn't win the MVP and come out with better effort. I'm shocked at what we saw in Game 5 effort-wise from the Philadelphia 76ers. And to your point about what they said with the soundtracks and Doc on the sideline coaching during the timeout. It's a problem when you have to coach effort in professional sports. It's a problem when you have to coach effort in the playoffs. That should not be something that Doc Rivers has to talk about during a timeout where you're supposed to be going through the X's and O's, when you're supposed to be discussing strategies, all of those different things, the nuances that go into being better in the margins and ultimately winning a playoff game. You're talking about effort. That's absolutely unacceptable. But that's on all the leaders on that team, and that's on the coach as well. Well, we'll get to the bigger issue there with Embiid and the leadership in in a few minutes here. With Doc, uh, you hear him after the game, and I know that we're only going to get so much from a head coach in this circumstance, but this to me, even this is a bit head scratch. I want to watch the tape or burn the tape. I'm not sure which one. I'll probably watch it uh, because I have to, and then I'll burn it. Uh, but we'll be ready um, next game. We have to be. Go ahead and burn it. You don't need to watch it. Why would you need to watch that? I mean, unless you want to make a greatest hits 
for the next film session of every which way that we stunk last night and how embarrassing all of this should be, then great. Go ahead and do that, but you shouldn't need to. These are professionals. It's funny, Chris. When guys go into professional sports from college, all I hear is you don't need to treat me like I'm an amateur. I'm going to motivate myself. You don't have to motivate me Mm. here. This is my (laughs) job. Well, act like it's your job. Last night, the Sixers acted like it was just a nice trip to Miami. And our our guy Bart Scott always says... It might have been. Yeah. It may have been. Our guy Bart Scott always says, South Beach is undefeated. And, And maybe... Maybe James and everybody was out on the town the night before, but I, I, don't, I don't understand for me. Listen, it's one thing when that happens during the regular season. A team that had just played so well that it had incredible energy from its home fans that seemingly we and others had left for dead and found their way back because they got their guy back on the floor and you go out there and have that kind of a night. I mean, James Harden. Go ahead and take your victory lap. Go ahead and take your victory lap because you you called it. After game four in that fourth quarter outburst, you called it. You said that 16 points in that fourth quarter, 31 for the game, that is not indicative of the version of James Harden that we're going to get for the foreseeable. That's not who he's going to be. Absolutely. And I will take a victory lap because it's not often (laughs) that I am 100% right on this, but dear God was I spot on. And I fully believe that that will continue. Because I'm basing all of that on what we have seen in Philadelphia. And what we have seen in Philadelphia is James Harden not playing at the same level that he has in recent years, and he knows it. He knows he's not the same player. I contend that he has known he is not the same player since he was in Brooklyn and was willing to take that secondary seat. Let me sit back and facilitate because he knows that's what he can do. It's great. It's awesome when you can see an older player every once in a while turn back the clock, which was, by the way, the appropriate phrase for James Harden in all of this, and have a night like he did the other night. But when you don't do it consistently, when that was your first 30-point game since joining the Sixers in the end of January, there was no way that was going to continue, especially, especially when he was just flat out in the zone the other night where nothing couldn't fall for him. Everything was going down. To expect James Harden to play at that level, I mean, you just don't understand what you've been watching otherwise. Well, here's the thing. I can understand how James Harden got to this place because you're not talking about a guy that takes great care of his body during the offseason. And we're also talking about a guy that was a volume scorer and had one of the highest usage rates of anybody in basketball for the majority of his prime. And he's in his early 30s. So I get how we got here with James Harden. The only thing I will say is, there's a lot on the line for James Harden. You're talking about an extension Why that can net like him $270 million over the next five years. I'm sorry, when I watched game five, it's not a $270 million player. That's not it. And they needed him to be Carlin because Joel Embiid was in one. He was clearly affected by the MVP chatter. You needed your second best player to step up, and James Harden didn't do that. He did. I don't think it's on the line anymore. I don't think the $270 million is a discussion anymore. 
It shouldn't be. And if it is, people have to be fired immediately. Well, if you were ever going to make it a discussion, if you're James Harden, you needed to play well in the playoffs. And he hasn't done that consistently enough for anybody to feel comfortable giving him that kind of contract. And by the way, while we're at it, one other thing where I was right. (laughs) Oh, here we go. I'm going to take this back a few years. Do you have to dislocate your shoulder to pat yourself on the back? I don't. How does that work? Somehow I'm very nimble in that that circumstance. (laughs) Cat-like. But... I'm going to take you back a few years when I was working in Philadelphia. People thought that I was absolutely out of my mind that at the beginning of Ben Simmons' career, when he clearly wasn't interested in playing or building any kind of a rapport with Joel Embiid at the beginning, I was of the mindset then, you know what? Sixers ought to look into moving him, and they should move him for Jimmy Butler. And they eventually did get Jimmy Butler, and that whole circumstance that went so poorly... We all blamed on, on him, and I'm not going to say we. I'm just going to collectively make you feel better about yourselves. Mm. You all blamed him. <laughs> you did, not me. And it turns out, dude was right. Because I saw that guy last night, and that guy's a winner. That guy's a winner. He wanted that in every single way, and you can't tell me that the Sixers, had they not made the right decisions a few years back, with the bad dynamic with Brett Brown and stars all in one place, if they had moved on from Brett Brown, which they ended up doing anyway, and they had kept Butler there, we'd be talking about a lot different things with the Sixers, maybe even winning their second title right Or, now. or just draft Jason Tatum instead of Markel Fultz. Oh, now you got to stick with I got to bring that back up. I, listen, I can't let you get too high on yourself. We can't let you have too much of an inflated opinion of Chris Carlin. It's time to step aside. Canty and Carlin in for Greedy today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. In just moments, Joel Embiid is playing hurt right now. Yet somehow that's not what he's whining about. He's whining about something else, and it is a much bigger problem for the leadership and the future of the 76ers. We'll explain next. Canty and Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. I'm so bummed out with Joel Embiid right now. I, I'm so disappointed in what we're seeing from him. And that brings us to Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It was a no-show last night, and Chris, the no-show came a day after Woj reported that Nikola Jokic was winning the MVP and Joel Embiid was not. And it turns out maybe it wasn't such a coincidence 
that Embiid's performance last night was as subpar as it was. Take a listen to Embiid in a couple of different instances here. First off, his thoughts on not winning the MVP. I'm not mad. Um, no, that's two years in a row. Uh, you know, I, I put myself uh, in that position. It didn't happen. Um, you know, it's, it's almost like at this point is is whatever. Whatever happens, happens. Um, you know, that's probably, you know, last year I campaigned about it. This year, you know, I answered uh, questions when I was asked. And, you know, in the next, you know, few years until I retire, it's almost like, you know, to me, it's just, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what else I, I, I have to do to win it. And to me, it's like, at this point, it's like, it's whatever. Uh, it's all about, you know, focusing. Not that I wasn't focused on the bigger picture, um, but, you know, it's really time to, like, really put, you know, all my energy into uh, the bigger picture, which is to win the whole thing. Chris, give me a second here. <laughs> Joey, Gather yourself, collect your thoughts. Joel, you're 28 years old, okay? We all understand how good you are. You understand how good you are. But when you come out in a game five and play the way that you did last night, and it comes right after the news of you not winning the MVP, and after the game, you have a minute soundbite about how you're not upset that you haven't won the MVP, and you're not mad, but you're not sure what else you can do. And maybe, you know what, I just need to focus on winning for the future. You sound like a sad little puppy. Dear God, you are a leader on this team. As, as you and I have talked about, this is your team. And a few years ago, when Butler was in the mix, maybe if he hadn't left, it couldn't be your team. Well, what I saw last night from Joel Embiid was a player who let his feelings and disappointment, not anger, disappointment, in not winning the MVP, carry over into what was a horrific performance in a, an incredibly crucial Game 5. That was the stuff of babies. That was the stuff of, you know, that you would hear from a player when he's 22 years old, not when he's been in that city for seven years now, and you want to be the guy? You want to be the the person that is going to bring a championship there? There was nothing in what Joel Embiid said last night after the game that even remotely resembled championship talk. Here's what I don't understand. If you feel a way about not being named MVP for a second year in a row, you would think you would come out in game five with more ferocity, right? Woj made the announcement on Monday. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ferocity, you know. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Using different terminology. All right. You know. Well, I can go to I can't, I can't spell it, but I know how to use the word. <laughs> but all I'm simply saying is this. You would come out with more passion. You would come out on fire. And I didn't see that fire from Joel Embiid. And we also understand that this Sixers team feeds off of Joel. That's why we saw that huge difference in what we saw in the first two games of this series in Miami to what we saw in game three when he stepped back on the court with the mask on. So – as a team leader and as the best player from a talent standpoint, you would think that there would be more productivity from Joel, especially after that announcement. But what you don't do is turn down because you're disappointed that you didn't win the MVP. You don't help your case in saying that you should have been the MVP this year by going out and dropping 17 points and five rebounds in a game 
that's pivotal because we're talking about game five of a seven-game series with the series tied at 2-2. You don't do that. And so, to me, the performance is much more disappointing than anything that he could have said on his post-game press conference. But a couple of things with the post-game. You said that you're not campaigning this year or you didn't campaign this year. Yeah, you did. You campaigned this year. You campaigned this year when you asked the question midway through the season of what else I got to do to be the MVP. Mm-hmm. You were caping for yourself. You campaigned for yourself, okay? That happened. We didn't make that up. You showed us that that MVP was top of mind for you, and that's okay. But that can't be your ultimate goal. It has to be about trying to compete for a championship. And guess what? If you put everything that you have into trying to win a championship, then all of those individual accolades are going to follow. And that's what Embiid didn't do. What I would have loved for him to do when he was asked the question about whether or not MVP affected him or how he felt about it, he said, you know what? I don't give a damn about that right now. I'm trying to keep my team in the playoffs. And what we did tonight wasn't good enough. That's what the answer should have been. Even if it's not the truth, you're setting the tone for what's going to happen in game six when you go back to Philly. There is still an immaturity in him, though. And that's where we saw it. Carlin, he can't afford to be immature. No, he Otherwise, can't. Otherwise, his team is going to get bounced from the playoffs. No, he can't. He afford can't. to do that right now. Chris, that right? That was the, the very first big red flag for me as far as Embiid being a team leader. It's a lack of awareness is what it is, Carlin. It's Listen, a lack of awareness. I mean, it wasn't just that. Like, cue up the well, sad here's the, violins. Here's the other thing. Because I, I still want to talk about what he said in his response to the MVP question after the game yesterday. He talked about the MVP this year. He was asked about the MVP this year. He went back to last year in feeling like he was robbed from it when Jokic got it the first time. Nobody asked you about last year. You brought that into the conversation. Bruh, you just lost game five in Miami. No, not lost. You got the brakes beat off of you in game five. 35 points. And that's what you're going to focus on? You spent three minutes answering that question, and you're not thinking about it? Or you want us to believe you're not thinking about it? Stop yourself, Joel Embiid. It's the most important thing to you, and that's a problem. Because that makes, you, that makes us believe that you don't think you have anything left to play for. There's- which nothing could be further from the truth. You have a chance to advance in the playoffs. That's what this thing is all about, Carlin. It's about winning. It's about the Larry O trophy. It ain't about the MVP trophy. Last night it was Ask Jerry West about them MVPs. Yeah. Last night it wasn't. Joel was a minus 29 on the court. This is a Heat team that had absolutely no answer for him in the entire series, and all of a sudden he disappears. Who are we supposed to blame for that? They didn't come up with some magical defensive formula to stop him last night, and as a result he only had 17 and 5. Come on. Listen to some more of Embiid after the game. Again, with the whole poor me. This is a lose lose situation for me. Uh, you know, if I don't play, you know, uh, probably get called soft. And, you know, if I play and I play bad, uh, you know, probably say, you know, probably come up with a bunch of stuff that I guess is just not good enough. Uh, so, you know, it's all about really, you know, try to dig very deep and uh, try to do, you know, whatever, whatever I can. Oh, my God. I, it's all bad for me. It's a lose-lose situation. Not if you win. Not if you win. 
Joel is tougher than this. This is what's so frustrating to me. Yet somehow he was beaten down by not winning that award and is afraid to even remotely attack it with anger. I heard Ray Lewis use the phrase once, and I'm going to have to paraphrase. Ticked off for greatness. Yeah. Like that would be a situation. All right, I'm going to show you. You want to, you want to see who the MVP is? I'm about to shove the MVP down your throats. Carlin, but he's asking a question that he already knows the answer to. And the question he asked is, what else I got to do? You know what else you got to do? Win. Win. Get your team to a conference Chris, finals. Get your team to the NBA finals. Chris, this team Score more than 17 points. On the season, you're averaging 31 points. Average more than that. Shaquille O'Neal always talks about it with big men. When you get to the playoffs, you got to average five more points a game, five more rebounds a game. You're scoring 31 and you're averaging 10, go for 35 and 15. That's what you got to do in the playoffs. That's what we expect. Competitive greatness, Carlin, being at your best when your best is required. That's what gets you MVPs, but that's what also gets you championships, and that's what we value and we're not getting that from Embiid. He actually had to stop himself when he said, not that I wasn't focused on winning before, but maybe that's all I need to focus on. Wow. Wow, Joel. Wow. According to research, 90% of employers plan to make enhancing the employee experience a top priority in 2022. After all, a happy workplace, like one that allows for a flexible schedule and focuses on company culture, is key to attracting and keeping in great employees. And if you need to add more employees to your team, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job and proactively presents them to you. You can easily review these candidates and Invite your top choices to apply. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Here's a three-on-one Miami out of bio. Flips it up and in. 8-18 to go. Doc Rivers has seen enough. He calls for time with the heat lead up to 29. That is Mark Kestisher on ESPN Radio last night with the call of that flat-out embarrassment of the Sixers, but it does bring us to the other half of this discussion. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. As always, you can catch us weekdays 3 to 7 p.m. on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Chris, maybe we're not giving the Miami Heat enough credit. I, I maybe? Said, is that a maybe? It's a, it's a maybe. I don't think the Miami Heat stand a chance of winning a championship or of making it to the finals, but all, right, they, so do, but all they do, all, all, all they do is win. But all, all they, they do is win. But all they do is win so far. Shout out to DJ Khaled, who was courtside, by the way. Uh, and there was such a touching moment when he and Jimmy Butler embraced. Oh, wow. uh, it was a tear in my yeah. eye. Yeah. Because nothing says winning like getting your moment with DJ Khaled. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, did Jimmy walk over and say, we the best basketball? Because every song for DJ Khaled <laughs> is we the best music. Another one. And yet he proceeds to do nothing in the song. Never mind. I'll, 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 wow. I'll, I'll get off on How that How is DJ on. Khaled catching a stray in all of this? <laughs> I don't know, but he did. Wow. <laughs> that aside, Jimmy Butler last night really proved to me once again what an incredible competitor he is what a winning player he is. And also, the fact that the Miami Heat saw that opening early in that game from the Sixers, and they just went right to town, and the Miami Heat, not for one second, let up 
on the Philadelphia 76ers. Maybe we're not giving them enough credit for their role in last night. Maybe we shouldn't be just leading and talking with the fact that the Sixers stunk. But the the Heat, the problem is they're such a nondescript team in terms of superstars, Mm -hmm. but they are just such a complete team that gets it done in situations like last night that they do deserve more credit. I just don't know that I can count on the Heat to go much further beyond this, even as I am saying that. I think the Eastern Conference Finals are currently happening between the Bucs and the Celtics. Yeah, but you can tell that that series is taking its toll on both the Bucs and the Celtics. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Miami Heat. But, Carlin, I'll say this. This is a squad a couple of years ago that was led by Jimmy Butler to the NBA Finals in the bubble. So I'm not going to be dismissive of the Heat's chances of being able to advance to the NBA Finals. I could absolutely see a world where that happens. I just don't think it's likely because they don't have the top-end talent that the rest of the Eastern Conference playoff field has. They don't have a Giannis. They don't have a Tatum. They don't have an Embiid. What they do have is a really good coach, and they have a really good defensive scheme. But most importantly, they have buy-in from everybody that's on that team. They are tied together defensively. You don't create 23 points off of 16 turnovers without being connected defensively. And that was probably the most impressive part of what they did last night. And if you listen to all of the players talk after their Game 5 win, it was about what they did on the defensive side of the court, not what they did on the offensive side of the court, where they, oh, by the way, shot 53% from the field. We talked about what they did in Philadelphia. They shot a combined 37% from the field in games three and four. So to come back home and to bounce back offensively the way they did was impressive, but that wasn't the mindset. The mindset was to be workmanlike on the defensive end, and when you defend and you have everybody giving the effort that they give every single night, you're always going to have a chance. That's the thing. You never look at that team and say, well, they lost because they didn't play hard enough. No. No, that never happens. And that is established in that culture from Pat Riley down, but really, truly, that has always been a part of the Miami Heat culture. You will play as hard as you can possibly play, and you will see the results of that. And it has worked in their favor for a long, long time. And, and that, to me, is just what makes the whole thing just so much more maddening. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to play hard. Oh, it's no, it's hard. hard. It's hard. To play it's hard, hard, to it's give hard. effort? It's hard. Think about this, Carlin. Think about how long an NBA season is, getting through the regular season and then going through the postseason. It's hard every single night to give effort as consistently as the Miami Heat do. So don't dispel that. That's something. No, that, it's that, something. Is, that is a characteristic. That is a but quality that, of this that team that not everybody has. No, I agree with that. And that's my point about it, is that when you don't have other characteristics, that can carry you. And that carries the Miami Heat. We actually saw that a year ago with the Knicks, with the season that they had. Yep. And unfortunately, part of it ended up doing them in because they ran out of gas, mm-hmm. and they also went up against a bad matchup, and they only had one player that could really do any damage, and he was shut down in the postseason. He was a no-show. Yeah, that right. aside. And he hadn't shown up since, by I, the way. No, he hasn't. <laughs> I look at the Heat, and this is consistently in what their DNA is, and it, it carries them. I give them all the credit in the world for what they are. Having said that, they will lose to either the Bucks or the Celtics. Wow. So how, do you, how do you give them props and then shade them in the same breath? Because there is 
much more talent. So disrespectful. Now I feel like I have to root for the Miami Heat to go to the NBA Finals. You can. You're just going to be disappointed. Okay, we'll see what happens. It's because the other two teams are better talent-wise, and in the end, when that's the case, 90% of the time, with this being one of those times where that's not the case, it's not happening. I really... But we're being disrespectful to the Miami Heat. They are the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, and they are in control of this series in the second round after dispatching of the Atlanta Hawks in the gentleman sweep. Like, we are all all being disrespectful to the Miami Heat. And I'm just saying, don't be surprised if this team finds their way into the NBA Finals because I could certainly see a path where that happens. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Holiday on the drive. Shot won't go. Got his own rebound. Gives it out on top. Craig for three. Suzanne! Corey Craig! 105-80. The Suns lead it. Phoenix Suns rolling last night. That's how it sounded on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM in Phoenix. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. The job search can be a long, frustrating journey. That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They send you jobs you can apply to with one click, and they pitch your profile to employers. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Chris, the fact that the Dallas Mavericks don't consistently on the road have beyond Jalen Brunson and Luka Doncic, somebody else that can step up and help them. They really truly don't convince me yet that Jalen Brunson is a true number two star in the league. I don't think we're quite to that point with him yet. Mm -hmm. But when I see a game like last night where they in the third quarter got outscored 31-14, to and the game was, in essence, over at that point. Um, I just see a team that is constantly, night-to-night, going to be searching for that next guy, whether it's Maxi Kleber or whoever, and some nights are just not going to show up. And it doesn't even feel like it's the the old home role players play great, road they don't. It just feels like they don't have that extra guy who's consistent enough yet. But, I mean, that's been the case throughout the course of this series, right? It's been the guys that... You know, are but I, the I try ter- to take the, a bigger picture. The, the tertiary players, the yeah. role players, th- those are the guys that stepped up when they were in Dallas, and they have been no shows when they've been in Phoenix. And so, yeah, I think there is a little bit of that. You know, 
at home, the role players play better. On the road, they struggle a little bit more. And, but, I mean, and, at least Brunson was in it last night. Well, the Brun- other two Brun- were Brunson not. was in it, but can you – I mean, we don't even know if Jalen Brunson is going to be there long term. He's a free right. agent this summer. So, right. I mean, Luka Doncic needs some help down in Dallas. That is obvious. It's not for a lack of trying with the Mavs because once upon a time they took a big swing with Kristaps Porzingis. But just looking at what played out last night, I think it was just Devin Booker taking that game over. And he needed to show up in a big way because Chris Paul still seems like he's in one. Even though he had the 10 assists, he only had seven points. And yeah, no, turnovers. he wasn't very good. It wasn't a great game for Chris Paul. So I thought Devin Booker stepped up, and we finally got DeAndre Ayton to come to the party. We knew that that was going to be a mismatch for the Mavs as early as game one in this series. But him showing up took a lot of pressure off of the Phoenix Suns as well. Another guy that was a sneaky big factor in that game, Mikael Bridges. Yeah. Not only what he brings on the defensive end, but what he did offensively, being able to knock down a couple of shots. They need that shot making from him every now and again. Being able to space the floor, sometimes being able to drive and take it to the paint. Mikel Bridges can be that X factor for him in a lot of games, and he was yesterday. Even the one where he initiated the break and then threw the lob to Cam Johnson. Those are plays that the Phoenix Suns need. Other guys that can create offense opportunities for themselves and for others. That's been a big problem for them throughout the course of this series. We have spent a lot of time talking about Chris Paul and how much pressure there is on him in this series and this year in particular to finally win a championship. He's been hearing that for years. Yeah. How much longer can the Phoenix Suns afford to get this Chris Paul? Because now we're not just – I was of the opinion earlier – He's going to have one stinker every three or four games. It's been three games in a row. It's been three games in a row. It's been three games in a row. I believe that the Suns are the best team in the West that are going to the finals, but how much longer can they afford this Chris Paul? I don't don't think they can afford this Chris Paul in the Western Conference Finals, not not with a date with Golden State. It ain't going to happen. They can't beat the Golden State Warriors with this version of Chris Paul. They just can't. I don't care how good Devin Booker is. I don't care how good DeAndre Ayton is. They cannot beat the Warriors with this version of Chris Paul. He's going to have to be a force multiplier and not just a distributor. He's going to have to score the basketball. Well, that's the problem. I mean, he he only took eight shots last night, and I don't need him to take 30. Don't get me wrong. But I do need Chris Paul to be much more of an offensive threat scoring the basketball. Yeah, you're talking about 25 points over the last three games. And and there's there are times where you can have a superstar player like Devin Booker just take the game over like he did in the third quarter. But there are times where that's not necessarily going to work. And I have a feeling that that is going to be the case. I agree with you 100% that in a conference final against the Warriors, they're not going to let that happen terribly often, if at all. Yeah, he's going to have to show up with a little more gas if they're going to have a chance to advance to the NBA Finals. But I will say this, confidently, this is Chris Paul's last best chance to be able to win an NBA championship. Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. And it's it's one that he's got a shot at, but boy, he has got to be a lot better. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. <laughs>